message is meant for for my clients that are directly involved. It's for the dealers that are involved. It's for, you know, my friends uh, that are going to be affected, my former employees, people in the watch industry that are going to be directly affected by my actions. Uh, it's, it's eating me alive. You know, I drink every night just to be able to go to, just to be able to go to sleep. Um, I've lied to my employees. I've lied to my clients. I've lied to my friends. I've lied to my peers. And it was all keeping up this facade. It was not being, not being willing to admit that I'd made mistakes very early on. You know, I'll admit it. I've, I, I got a little taste of success and never wanted to forget that feeling. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dima Podcast. It's Neela. And it is Adis. What's up, family? What is good? Talk to me. Okay, Niels. <laughs> Anthony Ferrer and the Timepiece Gentleman. There's a lot that I want to kind of uncover about this. But first and foremost, I want to put this on record that I, I genuinely feel bad for the guy. I genuinely feel bad for the him and all of the people that he kind of scammed. Because essentially, I could have been one of those people that he scammed, right? So I have a personal relationship in the sense where I called Anthony for a watch. I'm really into watches, right? I keep all my watches in the bank, in the safe, so nobody can really say none to me, you feel me? Or pull up on me type. But I'm into watches. I've been into watches for quite a long time. And uh, I usually, I have a collection. You know, you know this, you've seen them, et cetera, et cetera. They're my babies. But there was one watch in specific that I wanted to sell, right? Um, I wanted to sell this watch and I wanted to, you know, I bought it at, you know, market value from the store. I bought it from Rolex and uh, I kind of, you know, just wanted to get rid of it. It wasn't really me, right? So, um, and usually when the ADs, when authorized dealers call you, it's like kind of an offer you can't refuse because they don't really call everybody. If you get that call from the AD, you go and buy that watch because that watch it's like is like a Birkin. Yeah, like a Birkin, right? You don't deny it type. So I got this watch. I loved it. I, I, I didn't even wear it once. I think I wore it out of the store, brought it in, um, went to the bank, deposited in my, uh, my deposit box or whatever it's called whatever so um and then after that i never wore it so then i call him and i'm like you know what and you know ad's they really frown upon you selling your watch right as soon as you get it and it it just wasn't me right so i was like let me make my rounds and see what i can get for it so i follow anthony and the timepiece gentleman on youtube i'm subscribed to their account whatever i'm big into the watch game so there's all of these players like the romans the luxury bazaars the tpt's the, the people that do really good business, but at the time, I figured the timepiece gentleman was like, you know, a real deal, like gray market dealer. I call them and they kind of give me the runaround, right? It's a typical sales job. You want to make money. They want to make money on these pieces, etc. So they super lowball me, right? And they give me this weird thing. They're like, you can send me the watch. And if the watch checks out, we can then wire you. You know, I'm within, you know, uh, the same state as them. We're in the Bay Area, they're in LA type stuff. So I figured like if I were to move forward, I probably 
want the wire first and I'd probably go and visit them, you know, to make sure everything checks out. And I've never really sold any watches. I keep all my watches. So it's just the phone call that I was on. Like, it was really weird. And like, he's known to like record phone call conversations for his YouTube videos. So automatically it gave me red flags. I'm like, this is probably recorded. And like, he's giving me the runaround and kind of lowballing me and telling me to send the, send the watch first. And from the videos that I saw on his YouTube, randomly watches would get lost in the mail. Like there were multiple videos where he's calling and talking to clients and saying like, watches have been lost, which granted happens, right? So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but like moral of story, I genuinely feel bad for all parties involved. So he comes out with a video and a lot of people are telling uh, people in the comments, other YouTube videos that this guy is is known to have scammed people. He has a criminal background and don't trust him. But like from the outside looking in, like you're looking at his YouTube channel and it looks like he's legit. But like you and I both know that sometimes it's not all of what meets the eye and people can have ulterior motives. Yeah, how do people think they're gonna get away with it at some point? It's like to what extent do they think or how far do they think they could take it, right? Like it happens in, not to that degree, cause like it happens a lot in like within the marketing space of like, for example, for me, the beauty industry where people will do anything for the for the bag essentially which i understand get yours but you know it's not authenticated for the most part and like i feel like you see a lot of like fake advertising just because you can it's become so obvious in a sense where you know this person's being cashed out to just uh, promote something so it's not genuine and it's like i don't think people understand that like eventually people can catch on like it's very visible it's 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 not it's like messed up actually like a lot of people like invest and put in their money. This is their personal savings. These are like their livelihood that people mess with. It's actually really messed up. The industry is so corrupt. It is. And when, when money gets involved, people get money hungry. And Anthony and said this in the video and greedy. And he said this, he was like, you know, I got a taste of that successful life and I just didn't want to let it go. And he bought cars, he bought jewelry. And like, you know, for me, I'm like a PI. I'm like a private investigator. I'm putting pieces together, right? Even after our phone call conversation, I'm like, I don't trust this guy, bro. Especially with like 50, 60 G's. You feel me? So it's like he, and he documented these things, right? He has a really interesting criminal background, which again, people get into some, that's their lives. Unfortunate situations happen. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but like there was a situation where he had an armed robbery, right? Where they, he was robbed at his home, whatever. They stole a suitcase or a briefcase with a bunch of watches, upwards to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Insurance right? claim. Insurance claim, mm -hmm. right? We know these things exist. Yeah. And it's like, when I put the piece to, pieces together, I'm just like, okay, this makes a lot of sense in the worst ways. And also his business partner, Marco, which is decided to split up with him about a year back and make his own kind of thing with uh, Grand Caliber. It's this other, you know, gray market dealer. And they were like, you know what? We're going to, you know, separate ourselves from the timepiece gentleman. So I was like, another red flag. Like if you're doing good business and you have a great business partner, right? And I know business partners, like my dad's business partner, they've been with each other for years and years and years. And there's no chance of splitting up, right? God forbid, because they do good business together and they're loyal and they, they do good. They do right business. So I'm like, that's a red flag. Why would they come out with a statement that we are separating ourselves from this person? He so, probably saw or knew, you know, he didn't want to get involved. 100%. Right? It has to be. Absolutely. So Anthony comes out and he's like, look, 
I'm $5 million in debt. Here's what happened. I was using clients' money, investors' money for my own extravagant lifestyle. I was blowing money left and right, and now I'm in the hole. I don't know what to do. But he did say that he's not going to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, bankruptcy, which essentially would, like, wipe your hands clean. Yeah, your credit's... You would essentially whatever, but, like, you do kind of escape the debt that you're in. And I don't really know how that works exactly, but he said that I'm going to write this wrong. However, which way I can, which like kudos to him. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he's just a con man or, or weaseling his way out of this. Right. Because I hate like, these like confession videos though. Like yeah. they always got to come out and like write their wrongs. And yeah, I messed up. I cried. I have to drink every night to go to sleep. I'm depressed. I stole your money, but I'm depressed. It's like, you know what? You kind of put in that position. You got to go face the crowd now because you, people over that's not nice and people can like be out of like their mortgage yeah. like this is real it deal. if it's ten dollars or to a hundred thousand dollars like it's people's money that don't belong to you and you gave them false hope and it's like you literally are in shabakery now because of your own doing you put yourself in this position dude it's like i how do you feel bad for that i can't feel bad for that i'm sorry I and it's not just him it happens all the time i not too long ago we talked about um, I mean, the Ace family, I take, I, I immediately start thinking about them too because they're, they're, they are somewhat in the past have been like, and to be honest, I haven't heard about them, seen them in a minute, but, um, they were always like torn apart for like being scammers or like Catherine made her beauty line scammed. Austin sold out an arena, scammed the money. Like, right. They always get targeted, but it's like, maybe that is the case. Who knows? It's like you do this to yourself and you put yourself in this position. And the thing is when you deal with other people, especially their money, you're bound to get caught. Like if it's amongst yourself to yourself with your own money, you can probably escape it from yourself. But like, I don't think people understand like how far do you think you can take it? You can't, the lines add up eventually. Yeah. And the crazy part is, is like, he's the type of person that if anyone really messes with him, he'll fire back crazily. Like he's made videos following up with other dealers, et cetera, about a fake watch, et cetera, stuff like that. And like, there's this guy named watch Nicholas that has been making videos about him for years telling him like, do not invest with him. He's a scammer. Look at his history. He has like seven DUIs, et cetera, which again, I feel for the guy, you know, he's going through, I, I heard that he got another DUI recently. He's been plagued by these DUIs and, you know, you're, he's putting people at risk and these are lives at risk, especially when you're driving and stuff. So I, I do feel for both, but like, that's why he's in a dark hole, you know? That's why though, like dirty money, no matter how it's made, will never end well. Like I believe in karma and I believe in like the non-ethical way of making money. And yeah, it's fast money. It's quick money. As fast as it comes, that's how quick it can go too. That's the thing. And then it always ends up in like having to you have nothing left or you have to use all that money to get yourself out of the chaos that you got yourself in. Because again, it's just not, in my opinion, clean money that's coming in because good business, clean business will keep it coming in a very moderate way where it's like sustainable and you don't, you're not stressed making money. Of course, any business is going to stress you out, but I'm saying like, you don't have to constantly think ahead and plan ahead and like think of like repercussions constantly because you know, you're not doing anything wrong. There's always some sort of train on, like receipts and things like that where you can eventually like you know defend or like save yourself whereas if you're doing things unethically it's bound to bite you and how is it not a hundred percent yeah and people don't forget you yeah. know what i mean it's like for me it's like you have to have values especially when you're making money and you're in business and at the same time it's like you know if you're worried about the quick buck that's gonna come bite you in that in the long run, right? Yeah. You want something sustainable. Like you could be a drug dealer, right? And you could make millions and millions of dollars, right? Like ASAP Rocky, 
if I'd be a drug dealer, I'd be the best. But I can't. I, I can't do the time. You don't yeah. do the crime. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, you feel me? If I can't, and I know that, it's like you have a, a very fast like Lambo, Ferrari, money, women, whatever. But it's like, what happens in five, six, seven, eight years? That actually happens, I guess, with younger generations also that I see at least in the social media influencer community that get rich really quick and like buy all the things really quick. It doesn't necessarily have to be dirty money, but it is essentially quick money that was made, you know, overnight because one video went viral, which is great. Love that for you. But they don't have the credibility or like the the proper strategy on how to one make the money, save the money and make it last versus like you blow it all up out of proportion, then you're kind of caught. And then to sustain that lifestyle that you've now created for yourself, having to make money the wrong way because you're in Shabakra and you own mortgage here, or rent here and a car payment there. And it's like the higher the, the you know, the higher you go, it's like the, it, does, it doesn't get easier. The more money you make, it doesn't get easier. But it's like, how are you equipped to sustain it? And a lot of people are not. Yeah, and they're, those they can't people. handle that lifestyle. A lot of people cannot handle that lifestyle, dude. And then what does that lead to? Mental sickness, a, a, abuse, um, addiction. Like we see it happen with content creators all the time. All the battling time. these, like it's all stemmed from the chaos that was brought to begin with. And and to be honest with you, like money is, it changes people. It's dirty. It, the whole general idea, it, it brings comfort and like sustainability to live a life and like take care of yourself and your families. But it's messy. You know, like it, it makes it, it makes people evil. It does. It does. And alongside of like feeling because the main issue is like all of the people that got burned. And I could have been one of that. And yeah. like 50, 60 grand for me is a lot. You know what I mean? Like you have to work a lot, a long time to make that type of money. So it's like these people are scammed out of millions of dollars. But like what I took out of that, right, is like I genuinely feel bad for bro. Like I, I feel like he's a person that can't escape his own demons and he's he's digging his own hole right yeah, because you think like, he has no awareness of what he was doing no no he does have awareness and don't judge me when i say like i feel bad for him because at the end of the day i shouldn't right because it's like bro i would have been well, one of your scam yeah. person right yeah. but it's like when i saw his like confessional or whatever he came out I was like, this guy is a victim of his own demise. He just cannot escape his vices. It's like, why? Like, if you had like two, three DUIs, why drink and drive again? Why, if you've gone through this whole criminal past, you've been in jail twice, like you've said, prison twice, like you've said, why put yourself in a position to go back? That's what I'm saying. So why do you feel bad for him? He can't escape it. He he can if he wanted because to. Because I, I feel like, you know, and Most I know people pe will play the victim in their own story for so long, though. How many videos of confessions crying have you seen, though, Adis? Be real. That's it's true. very easy to get in front of a camera and That's cry. I'm sorry for taking all your money. I have a drinking problem. I and God forbid, like no judgment to addicts and no judgment to like, you know, real world problems. But in that space, it is very easy to be condescending and manipulating. Like, and I, I think I, he is. Yeah, I think he is you know, being like, manipulating. Kind I of mean, sort of, yeah, I don't know, bro. I, I think that he feels bad because he got caught, but I also think that he was very aware of what he was doing and the consequences that they were that were going to come from it. Like, how are you not? That's true. You're if literally you're stealing thousands. people's money, or you're you're tell, giving true. them false promises, and you're telling them to expect X amount of money for a watch that they gave you to sell. You sell it, or you get rid of it, or you do what with it, and you, they never get their money. No, that's not okay. I don't care if it's a millionaire or not. Like. Yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. That doesn't belong to you. And then you create this entire environment of like this respected, just like you did. You called out, you called this guy because you thought he was the guy. He has a watch. He knows his shit. And so he creates this environment of like trustworthy and like, oh, I'm that guy. I'm your guy. And then he 
fumbles and steals your money? That's not right. He's on a public platform, like, making money off of people who think that he's legitimate. He's not. I don't feel bad. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't feel bad either. <laughs> I mean, no. you can I blow it. your $70,000 of yours. And yes, that is a lot of money. And again, it don't matter if it's ten or $100,000. It's, it's not his money. That's true. He's running a false business, and now he has to come because someone probably got, he got caught somewhere or the other, now he has to go give an apology. I wish you the best, sir. I hope you get out of that debt. Debt sucks. Yeah. And hopefully out of that darkness. Yeah. But I mean, you where you ate, where you where you eat. That's true, Neil. Like, I don't feel bad, bro. It happens all the time. It's not just him. It's a, it's the industry. Like, the industry is dirty. It makes you messy, and it makes you hungry and greedy. And you see people advertising horrible things to young kids it's rude because they're getting a fat check for it not right i don't like it me neither man money like will it. make you do a lot of weird things and i hope all the people that got scammed get their money back and i hope that he gets the you know this is something psychological and i hope he gets the help he needs and i hope there are good people in his corner to kind of point him in the right direction but brother you owe five million dollars and you over so where can they find us Niels? <laughs> YouTube.com slash the Dima podcast. TDP. We out. We out.